from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is February 2nd, year of our Lord, 2021. I am your host of this wonderful show, Live from America, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. It's always a blessing to come to you live. For those who are watching live and for those who are going to um, who will listen to the podcast today, I always like to give my live shout-outs, um, so please allow me to do so. Veronica Hickson from California, Danielle Greenwell from Ohio, Bruce uh, Middlefight from ne- Nebraska, Austin Carr, how you doing? Thank you for joining in. Nika Williams from Indiana and Grant Crosley from Oklahoma. Hello, how are you? Robert Andrews from the wonderful state of Florida where the new White House is. Becky Adams, North Carolina. Michaela Ensweiler from Alaska, how are you? Sid Garrison, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Uh, Erica Smith says, love catching the 11. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Blake Maton from North Carolina. Jen Enters from Alaska says it's 7 a.m. And she wakes up with morning coffee with... uh, with uh, Live from America. That's wonderful. Terry Evans says, West Virginia loves you. Well, I love West Virginia, and I will be rolling through there at some point in my, on, my, uh, on my Save America tour. Roxanne Love from California. How are you? Michelle Stevens says, Florida and freezing. <laughs> Try being in New Hampshire and freezing. We got about two feet of snow last night. Uh, Amanda Weeks from South Mississippi. Daynell and Dean, longtime friends of mine. Met them in 2017 at the Mother of All Rallies. And James Dillon from Tennessee, which I will be in Tennessee uh, in just a couple short weeks, or a few, a few weeks. So, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it truly is a blessing uh, to have so many people watching, to have so many people sharing the video. You know, the, the fact, I, I, every, every, time, every time I do a show, um, five minutes before the show, I literally pray uh, that God would put a, protect me in an armor of God and you, the listener and the watcher and the viewer, in an armor of God, the, the, the platforms uh, to, to be protected and the word to be spread. And how that word is spread is you guys actually just sharing the video. That's all. Just sharing the video. And I, and I so much appreciate it. It truly is a blessing. Um, if you're new to the show, um, I'm sorry for the, uh, for the lack of production. We're actually uh, in the process of moving this into a new production, into a new studio. We'll be uh, working on that all this week now that the, uh, uh, the hard part is done. We got to uh, you know, set up, put up cameras, microphones, all this stuff. And uh, you'll, see a, you'll see a very different show uh, next week. Um, so thank you. And I appreciate everybody for what you do. I really, really, really do. We, uh, if you're new to the show, what we do is we start out every show giving our love, our honor, our respect, and our attention to the one person, the one person, entity, uh, God that we need to give our attention to because none of it is possible without him. None of it. Everything that we do, every stress that we have, every greatness, uh, uh, piece of greatness that happens throughout the day, every blessing that we get is from God. And ladies and gentlemen, I know that we have so many things going on that it's hard to focus and just say, I'm just going to let it all go and trust God. I'm just going to let it all go and trust God. I know how difficult that is. I do. I know how difficult difficult it is to do that uh, with a smile on your face and just move through through the day. But if you've ever made a list of things that need to be done and you look at that list and it looks massively overwhelming and you go, where do I begin? Well, I'll tell you where you begin. You begin at the beginning. And each time you get one thing done, you cross it off. 
That is exactly what the Save America uh, hashtag is about. That exact that is exactly what uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, great comeback is going to be about. Is doing one thing at a time. And the first thing for us is this phony impeachment, and then election integrity and moving forward. Okay, but however, the verse of the day today, I actually got a couple amazing things for you that I'd like to show you today. Um, and the first one comes from Romans twelve two. Okay, now the reason I picked Romans twelve two is exactly kind of what I because of what I just said. All right, and it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed." By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and a perfect will of God. Do not conform to all this craziness that's going on. Just don't do it. Make a list. See how you can fit in. See what part and what role you play as a person, as an American. And, 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 and get in where you fit in. Uh, but, but giving all honor and glory to God. The second one comes from James 1.12 and was set and was posted by a, a, a great friend, Erica uh, White Dillard, who's been, who's been following for quite a while. And it says this, God will bless you if you don't give up. When your faith is being tested, he will reward you with a glorious life, just as he rewards everyone who loves him. And I'm here to tell you, I've lived on both sides of the track. And when I run, well, that's a, that's that's kind of a surprise. But when I, as I move more into politics, uh, the bad, the, the other side of the tracks, that will come out. The things that I've done in life will always come out. But guess who will be the first one to tell you about them? Me, because I have nothing to lose anymore since I've given my life to Jesus. He will reward those who don't give up. And just like President Donald Trump says, we will never give up. We will never break. We will never bend. We will never surrender. And that's exactly the motto of this show. Okay, uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the troops. Um, so let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. The first thing that I want to talk about today is um, is President Trump's impeachment. Okay, this phony impeachment that's about to happen. So the the impeachment managers just filed this morning, basically what their arguments are going to be. None of it is based on anything constitutional. None of it is based or rooted in law. None of it is based in anything that would actually uh, convict President Donald Trump. They know they don't have the votes. They know that because of uh, when Rand Paul uh, spoke up, uh, you know, a week ago or so on the uh, Senate floor and, 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 and basically forced a vote right away to say who thinks it's constitutional and who thinks it's not. And we know that we don't, we know they don't have the votes. They know they don't have the votes. They know they don't have the votes to convict. So what does their brief basically say today on how they're going to handle the impeachment and and president trump's lawyers have until have till noon today and noon they will refile they will file their response at what their uh strategy will be in a defense now when the when the when the left filed today about what their strategy is it's all based on emotion ladies and gentlemen every bit of it i read it i watched Stephen bannon as i was reading it it's all based on emotion. None of it is based in fact. None of it is based in law. None of, it is, none of it is based in an actual conviction of somebody who did something wrong, whether there's standing or whether there's no standing, which we know there is not in the Constitution. It clearly says to remove somebody from office. It is entirely going to be based in emotion. They are going to be setting up TVs 
And they are going to be playing over and over and over again videos of the Capitol breach. That is their entire plan. That is their entire attack. They are going to be showing you visuals to really attack your emotion because they know that facts in a political world today don't seem to matter. If they did, President Biden would not be fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, drooling, and, and, and coloring outside the lines every day as he acts like a dictator. They are going to be doing the one thing that Nancy Pelosi explained to us two years ago called a wrap-up smear campaign. And they're going to have the full power and the full might of the fake stream, fake news, lamestream, dirtbag media outlets to echo this emotional attack on President Donald J. Trump and you. What do I mean by that? They want to make it so that if you ever wear a shirt that says fraud, if you ever speak the word fraud, if you wear a Make America Great Again red hat with white letters, if you say that you are a supporter of Donald J. Trump, if you have a sticker on your car that says, Save America, Trump 2024, if you wear a shirt that says, Biden cheated, Trump won, they want to demonize you. They want to make it so that if you go out in public, if you go to your local store, if you go to your local children's baseball or soccer games, if they ever come back because they're trying to masky pad the whole world, they want to demonize you and they want to attack emotions so that when somebody sees you wear a shirt, say a phrase, say something about the fraudulent election, that you are demonized. And that's their only, that is their only offense when it comes to this impeachment. They know they can't win on the merits. They know they don't have the votes, and they know that it's not uh, in accordance with the law. So, what do we do? We wear our MAGA gear more. We talk about the fraud. We talk about the stolen election. We talk about the receipts. We wear our MAGA hats. We put our bumper stickers on. Uh Uh-oh, look at that. They're already trying to cut the feed. Ain't that something? That is what we do, ladies and gentlemen. We mobilize. And that is what Donald J. Trump and his lawyers need to do as well. The greatest defense is a, is a strong offense. And when they go in there, I hope, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Let me take a drink of my coffee. I'm, I'm a little fired up this morning, as I hope you are too. I hope that President Donald J. Trump, when they file at noon today, I hope even if Donald J. Trump has to grab the filing himself and write it in and then initial it as an amendment to their filing, I hope that he says, we're going to be showing the world the receipts. Because here's what they're going to do. They're going to say that the 77 days from November 4th to January 6th on the date of the insurrection that was really led by a very small member of, 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 of far, far right-wing extremists and Antifa, BLM, CNN reporters, and others who collectively worked together for weeks prior to January 6th in order to pull this off. We know that by FBI records. We know that by what the FBI and the DOJ has already said. So, there, so we know that President Trump's... Um, Uh, speech on January 6th did not incite anything. What they're going to do is say that everything in those 77 days from November 4th until January 6th, that 
is what caused the insurrection. That rhetoric that President Trump said, we will win, you stole the election, this was fraudulent, these states lied, these states went around the state legislature, they broke the state constitutions, they had, they had fake, um, they had Dominion machines working overtime, they stopped the count in the middle of the night, they brought it back, just like they tried to do on Wall Street when they stopped the trading and then tried to bring it back and try, in order to save billionaires lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Mitch McChina, Lindsey Graham, and the rest of the rhino swamp donkeys have already warned President Donald J. Trump that if he goes down this road of it was a fraudulent election, then they will be vindictive and, and have revenge on him. And basically saying, you might be convicted if you go down this road. That's just trying to scare him into not speaking. Look, ladies and gentlemen, whether they were to ever be successful in stopping Donald Trump to run again, which I don't see how you ever could. It's not up to you. It's up to the people who goes in that house. And that's another story for another day. It wouldn't matter because populism and the, and the MAGA movement is a lot more alive now than it was in 2016. We just got to figure out a way to bring it all together and shoot it out of one cannon. That's what my objective is going to be over the next two years. That's what I'm going to be spearheading. That's why I'm going to be giving up my time with my family and being on the road. That's why I'm going to be pushing Life from America Network bigger and better and broader than ever before. That's what I'm going to do. And you think I'm the only one? There's people out there with millions and billions of dollars who want to do the same thing. It's about coming together and working together in order to get it done. All they're doing is making President Trump a martyr. That's it. So they're going to take the rhetoric for the 77 days from November 4th to January 6th and say that is what caused the insurrection. They're moving away from the speech now because they know the speech holds no water. They know the speech is completely a, 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 a losing battle. Because President Trump's rhetoric in his speech said peacefully, collectively, patriotically, go and have our voices heard. That's what he said. Meanwhile, you got you got uh, fish face Maxine Waters out there saying, "Get in their face, make them uncomfortable, you know, punch them, whatever." You got uh, you got uh, uh, the former uh, Obama's DOJ, whatever his name was, I can't even remember his name at this point, saying, "When they go low, we kick them." You got uh, you got Adam Schiff saying that racism has no place in the streets. Push them back, push them back when you see them. You got actual verbiage, actual rhetoric that incites real violence. When BLM and Antifa were destroying streets, destroying businesses, ruining careers, ruining jobs, um, closing, the uh, closing the economy by blocking roads and all that, you had these people praising them, and you had uh, Kamala Harris raising money to bail them out of jail. So they know that the speech holds no water. So they're moving from President Trump's incitement on January 6th to President Trump's incitement over 77 days. That is what they are moving towards. That's the way they're transitioning. They know that be, uh, fighting him from an emotional level will have much more impact on a society than a factual, um, a factual strategy. Because the facts don't uh, remain with them. The facts don't lie with them. Okay? President Trump's attorney was a little soft last night. His new attorney, I think, was a little soft. Now, maybe that was just, maybe that's just playing. Maybe that's just the way you get, play the game. But he was a little soft last night on Sean Hannity. Okay? I expect somebody like a Rudy Giuliani. Somebody who is not afraid of these, of these swamp donkeys and these dirtbags. Somebody who is familiar with the way these, these people work. 
That's what I want to see. Now, I don't know what happened with, with President Trump and Rudy Giuliani and why he's not on that team, but nobody knows the receipts better than him, okay? Nobody. So I don't know why he didn't get some of these people like the Sidney Powells and stuff to go there and really slam it home. The last thing the Senate wants is somebody like a Rudy Giuliani or a Sidney Powell or somebody like that in the Senate chambers showing the receipts. The receipts exist, Stephanopoulos. The receipts exist, Mika from Morning Joe. You just don't want to see them. You never took the time to look at them. You don't care about them, Don Lemon. You don't care about them, Brother Fredo. You don't care about the receipts. But the receipts exist. And my hope is that President Donald J. Trump, when he files at noon today, says our strategy is to show you why that rhetoric existed. You're not going to sit here and call me a liar. You're not going to sit here and tell me that I lied and made up a story in order to say these things to hold on to the presidency, which I clearly, clearly gave a, a peaceful transition of, of power, at least temporarily, at least temporarily. And I did what I told you I was going to do. Now you're trying to make it so I never run again because you don't want your house of cards completely to fall. You don't want the, the swamp truly drained. But again, ladies and gentlemen, you don't drain a swamp from the top of the barrel or the top of the, of the swamp. You drain it by siphoning from the bottom. That is why we need to get involved in local and state. And with no holds barred, no mercy, full speed ahead. The gloves are off. The gloves are off. It's time to knuckle up. We can no longer, as a Republican Party, expect to beat these Democrats by being so nice. I'm not saying we have to be evil. I'm not saying we have to lower our bar in order to beat them. But what we do have to be is assertive, strong, courageous. Remember, courage is contagious. Look at what Marjorie Greene is going through for all of us right now. You think she wants that? You think her family wants her to go through that? No. Courage was contagious. She caught it, and the rest of us need to catch it. We drain it from the bottom. That means all of us. They're trying to make it so that he can never, ever, ever hold office again, which is completely ridiculous and the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Why? They're not the people. People elect people to represent them, period. So all they're trying to do is tarnish him, tarnish his image even more, but this time on a grand scale with the, with the media just right there to just... To just say everything, just echo chamber. Everything they say in the Senate, every video they show, every piece of, 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 of a clip that they show from people you know, going into the Capitol building, it's all going to be pinned on you, me, and President Donald J. Trump. The question is, are we going to roll over and just belly up? Are we going to roll over and say, well, hmm, I, don't, I better not say that. They might come put me in jail. I'm not. Courage is contagious. Courage is contagious. So President Trump is to file at noon today. Now, here's the thing. If President Trump files at noon today and he files a certain, a certain like, here's what we're going to come in and bring. Here's what we're bringing to the table. Here's the witnesses we're going to have. Whatever. That can change. He can add to it. He can change it. He can amend it by next week. Okay? It doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. It doesn't. So I just wanted to really go through with you what you can expect out of this impeachment. Same old dog and pony show. Same old dog and pony show. And no, not the, uh, not the lion dog face pony soldier that Joe Biden's talking about. 
Same old dog and pony show with same old politicians, including Mitch McChina and these other dirtbags who don't want their house of cards messed with any longer. Please share the video, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody said, how are you going to talk on the Capitol steps? I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're talking about uh, the Capitol down there or, or, or state capitals, but I'm going around to state capitals this year. So um, anyway, moving on. Um, the other thing that Trump's lawyer did say last night on Sean Hannity that I thought was, was, was probably the best thing he said is the judge and the jury already have come out and publicly said their uh, agenda is to try this man. He, he is not getting a fair trial. No matter how much they use the word fair and free trial, fair and free election, we know they weren't, and we know the trial isn't. Because the people that are um, managing this on the left and the one that's presiding over it, Leahy, which he has no, <laughs> has no, what is he even doing? I mean, injustice John Roberts doesn't even want to do it because he knows how unconstitutional it is. Okay? You already have the judge and the jury so biased that they're already calling for a complete conviction of this man. Before they've even heard evidence. Before they've even heard any defense from the other side. That is illegal. You can't have that. That's not America. So we know, ladies and gentlemen, that all of this is nothing except a smear campaign. Or as Nancy Pelosi calls it, a wrap-up smear campaign. That's all you're going to see. I wouldn't even watch it if I was you. I won't watch it. I'll, 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 uh, I'll read transcripts and stuff like that, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch that kind of stuff. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that kind of garbage go in one ear and out the other. And one, I'm not going to watch that stuff. It's all political theater. Nothing will come out of the end of it. Nothing. Matter of fact, they're going to make him more, more powerful. They're going to make his base stronger. They're going to make his base more amped and more pumped and ready to do massive, massive political damage, not physical damage, Facebook, lead stories, USA Yesterday and PolitiFake and everybody else who watches the show like Damian Fisher and others. But that's what's going to happen. And I don't know why they don't know that. I don't know what they're thinking. Because when this impeachment is over, Donald Trump is going to come out swinging hard. And from what I, the conversations that I'm having with people, rallies are going to start soon, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be right there covering them, right along, right side broadcasting, and everyone else. And that's all thanks to you guys and your monthly support. So just know that that's coming. Right now we got a lull, a little bit of a lull time. We got a little bit of a downtime. But that doesn't mean anything because we're going to come back swinging. Watch what happens. Watch what happens in March and April. Just watch. Mark my words. Mark my words. Watch what happens end of March, April. All right? Okay. So moving on. Uh, Andrew Cuomo who in my mind is actually guilty of murder, actually guilty of murder because of not only uh, um, stuffing the elderly into nursing homes where they know COVID was, where they know these people are the highest risk, and then under-reporting the deaths on purpose. And great job for Representative Elise Stefanik from New York to call on a full investigation of the, the handling of this. But you had Cuomo come out at a press briefing, press conference, and guess what he said? You'll never guess what he said. Some of you might have seen it. Some of you may not have. My job is to report what he said to you, in case you haven't. He said this, and I quote, Who cares where they died? They died. 
Now, he didn't say it. He said it, uh, I'm paraphrasing, because he said it in context of, it shouldn't matter to you where these people died. We should just be, we should be sad about the fact that they died. But he is so insensitive. He is so incredibly immoral and, and inept and ignorant and, 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 and just plain stupid that the man doesn't even sympathize, empathize, or anything with the people who had a family member die that he says, who cares where they died? They died. You didn't think that was going to be what, the, what, what everybody heard was the fact that you said, who cares where they died? They died. This man needs to be locked up. He needs to be uh, and throw away the key for what he did. And if you want to talk about never holding political office ever again, it's Andrew Cuomo. That man should never hold public office ever again. That man shouldn't even hold an office, a home office ever again. Who cares where they died? They died. You think, I know that the mainstream media isn't going to, to, to replay this over and over again. And I know that I'm only getting, you know, 100,000 views a show and I don't make a big difference in the world. But that's where your guys' shares come in. That's where you're sharing it and starting your watch parties and all that. That's where they come in. What a scumbag. What a scumbag. I've done some rotten things in my life, but I have never said something so insensitive as that in my entire life. All right, um, Mike Pence. Let's talk about Mike Pence for a minute. Now, there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, that I really respected Mike Pence. As you see him up there with his arms crossed right next to Cruella Pelosi, I had a lot of respect for Mike Pence. I did not think, I, and I'll be the first one to tell you I was wrong. I was wrong. As a man of God, and as a man of supposedly high integrity, Mike Pence came out, and he has now uh, basically made an official statement saying that he, he is going to move forward in politics like, his, like he has any kind of credibility whatsoever, like he's going to come in like a white knight and save the Republican Party because he was a vice president of the one of the best administrations of all time that got the most accomplished of all time. He's going to try to ride that, but at the same time, ready for this, distance himself from President Donald J. Trump, and he's going to form a, a, a committee based on policy in order to keep him in relationship with mega donors who will back him as he moves forward in his political career. And some are saying that he plans to run in 2024 for president. Wouldn't that be something, ladies and gentlemen? Wouldn't that be absolutely something? If President Trump didn't have some amazing plan up his sleeve to take over the presidency before 2024, because based just like what's happening in Myanmar right now, okay, we had a lot more fraud than Myanmar had. A lot more. A lot more. And we can show the receipts to prove that. USA Today and lead stories. Okay, but, but I digress. Wouldn't it be something if President Trump went up against Mike Pence as the two top people in a Republican primary and we got to truly, truly watch President Trump get his, I don't want to say revenge, how about we'll say he can avenge all of us. He can truly be a Captain America Avenger. He can truly be an Avenger of the populist Make America Great Again movement and, and just, just trounce Pence right at the podium, face to face, 
and let the world know how much of a rhino, how much of a traitor he really was to the American people. Wouldn't that be epic to watch? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to have come full circle if President Donald J. Trump got to go head-to-head -head in a Republican primary against Mike Pence, quiet little Mike Pence, timid little Mike Pence, meek little Mike Pence? Oh, that would be a wonderful thing to watch, wouldn't it? Ooh, wouldn't that be karma in full effect? I can't wait to watch that. I can't wait to watch that, if that were to happen. But I'm under the impression that we might not have to wait that long. But again, I'm not going to go into that, because that's a, that's, a, that's a lot of talking and a lot, a lot of speculation. And I don't want to really speculate right now, because I have a job to do, uh, um, regardless uh, of what President Trump's uh, major plans are. Because we know what his plans are as, as, as a whole, and that is to, to basically rid the Republican Party of rhinos. The Republican Party belongs to President Trump now, ladies and gentlemen, period. That's why Mitch McChina is so afraid. That's why the Lindsey Grahams are so afraid. That's why all the five rhinos that are voting for impeachment are afraid, because the Republican Party belongs to President Trump. Okay, we're going to see some stuff in the next... We're going to see some stuff. Uh, anyway, moving on. Mitch McChina is now calling Marjorie Taylor Greene the cancer of the GOP. Mitch McChina has come out now and, and, and basically echoing Nancy Pelosi, his master, right, and China, and they are now teaming up against Marjorie Taylor Greene. And he is calling her the cancer of the Republican Party because of her opinions and her views on school shootings and 9-11 and other things. I think a lot of us Americans have questions about school shootings. I think a lot of us Americans have questions about the timing of school shootings and how conveniently they happen right around times that you don't want, that you need to be taken away from from Hillary's thirty thousand emails and, and 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 other things that they've done illegally and corruptly. I have questions about that. I have questions about nine eleven too. I do too, and I think most Americans do. So you're going to use that? You're going to demonize her and use that and call her Mitch McChina of all people, whose wife is literally in the CCP with her family members and their shipping businesses. And her sister, who's on the board for the Chinese National Bank, you're going to call Marjorie Taylor Greene the cancer of the Republican Party because of things, statements that she's made in the past. She represents the people. Get her kicked off all the all the committees that you want to. It doesn't matter. She represents the people, and she's there for the long haul. And here's what I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for this? I'm not going to let her do this alone. I'm not going to let her do this alone. I'm talking with the Republican Party in New Hampshire. I'm talking with um, Al Baldacero. I'm talking, and he's a good friend of President Trump's. I'm, ta I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be talking with Corey Lewandowski soon. And I am going to put my, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, my, my money where my mouth is, I guess you could say. I'm going to stand up, and I am, I am, this is me telling you that I am doing all the preliminary work over the next few months, while I grow Live from America Network, while I'm on uh, uh, tours around uh, the country talking and speaking and working together. I talked to Scott Pressler last night as well. Hopefully he can be involved. Ben Burke will be involved. We got Fog City Midge, who I hope will be involved. We got true, uh, intelligent Americans who are going to be involved in this. But I'm going to tell you right now that I'm sticking my, my, uh, my skin out, my skin in the game, and I will be... Um, working towards running against uh, U.S. Congresswoman from New Hampshire, Ann Custer. 
and I will let you know the the how that unfolds. I'll let you know when I officially officially file uh, so that you guys can help support that if you want to in any way. Just sharing, even just even just sharing and watching and letting people know is is good enough. Uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to sit back anymore. I'm not going to. I'm not. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. And the Save America tour stuff. This isn't enough. It's not enough. I can do more. And I need to get there. I need to get to Washington and help people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and more of us do. I'm so excited about this, ladies and gentlemen. This is God speaking to me. This is God saying you need to do more. And I'm going to sacrifice whatever it is I have to sacrifice. Period. So hopefully this works out, and um, if it does, well, and I win, then I guess they're going to have another person that they're going to want to expel, because they're not ever going to be, I, I, I pray for the day that I'm walking in the halls of Congress, and somebody says something to me about, oh, put on a mask, oh, I pray for that day, okay, um, moving on, why is Biden so upset about the Myanmar military takeover? Well, I'm going to tell you why he's so upset. Because the Biden uh, um, current residency, the Obama administration, the Hillary Clinton uh, and the Bill Clinton Foundation, all the way back to Bill Clinton, have been working with countries like this to put the people in place that they need to put in place so they can have a globalist network of people who all feel the same way. That is why they're so mad. They are very mad. They're so big mad at the military taking over there. And, and, And Biden says this. He, he's so upset about this. He says he doesn't understand why the military took over uh, based on on um, an election fraud that the media says there never existed. Sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? Does it sound familiar? What's the matter, Biden? Are you scared that that could come to a theater near you? Are you scared that this could happen here? We have more evidence and more proof and more receipts of voter fraud than they have or had in Myanmar. And their military has called a one-year emergency um, takeover, really, to jail the people that are um, complicit in this, in this fraudulent um, election and put in place people who are more honest. And Biden is mad at that. Why would you be mad at that? Oh, because the media there, just like the media here, says that the fraud didn't exist, said that election and um, uh, voter fraud didn't exist. Sounds to me like somebody's a little upset because somebody thinks that that could happen to them. You wait till this impeachment trial is over. You wait. You think President Trump is just going to lay down after what happened? No, 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 no. Remember the executive order. Remember the executive order of 2018. Biden hasn't touched that executive order. He's not mentioned that executive order. He's not rolled back that executive order. Why? Because I don't believe he's in charge of that executive order. I think the people that are in charge of that, ex- of that executive order are the same people that won't literally give him the full time of day and all the information that he still wants from the Pentagon and other places. That's what I think. That's my opinion. That executive order no, is out of his hands. So I, I'm, I, I just pray that that comes to a theater near you soon. Now, speaking of that executive order... Look up the definition of martial law, ladies and gentlemen, and you're going to read a lot of rhetoric that says something to the tune of military troops on the streets, on our soil. If military troops are occupying our streets that we pay for, and it's not to protect the American people, but to, but to literally be there to scare, intimidate, or attack the American people, that, ladies and gentlemen, is martial law. 
Why are all of these armed forces still in D.C.? If not a single person showed up for Joe Biden's fake inauguration, the 80 million people that voted for him, right? Where were they? Where were they? The only people that were there were armed forces. Why are they still coming in? There was no uh, protest. There was no fight with the military from right-wing extremist terrorists. That didn't happen on the inauguration. So what is the basis for them to still be there? Is it the impeachment? Is that why? Is that why? Well, if the impeachment was real and the inauguration was real, then why would you need troops, our troops, on our soil intimidating us with weapons and barbed wire fences? Ladies and gentlemen, to me, that is martial law. Now, why don't you look up? Why don't you do yourself a favor and look up what our duty is in a martial law situation? Why don't you look it up? I don't want to talk about it here, but why don't you go down that rabbit hole? And if we're under martial law, ladies and gentlemen, for no reason whatsoever, but to, but to uh, make a dictator feel better about the crimes that he's been committing, what happens next? I don't know. It's not good. I can tell you that. It's not good. The people of D.C. are living with an occupied soldier in their neighborhoods. So they have to walk around and be fearful. They want you to be fearful of a MAGA hat, but they don't want you to be fearful of a dictator putting out soldiers with weapons surrounding a city. No, no. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be afraid of a MAGA hat. I don't think the military want to be there either. I don't think the members of the National Guard want to be there either. I think they're questioning. Matter of fact, I know they're questioning why they're there. Maybe for something else. Because I highly doubt it's to stop any kind of insurrection happening. We know nobody's even there. It looks like a ghost town other than military members. Um, I will, ladies and gentlemen, end the show with some good news. Are you ready for this? President Donald J. Trump was nominated for the fifth time for a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't think any president in the history of this country has ever been nominated five times from other countries for a Nobel Peace Prize for the work that he did in the Middle East. Biden is already talking about Iran having a nuclear weapon in a few weeks. Because they're working with the Iran Iranians again on a nuclear deal. Of course, they're of course they're close to having a weapon in a few weeks when Biden takes over. Of course, sixty-five years they've been working on a nuclear on, on, on their nuclear program to have nukes. Sixty-five years. But then Biden just waltzes in and he says, "Oh, they're going to have it in a few weeks." They were afraid under Donald Trump. Peace through peace through strength. You think the military is going to allow this? You think the military is going to allow this? Biden, Biden, you only have as much control and chain of command as the military allows you to have. That's it. And they're loyal to President Donald J. Trump. They might be loyal to the uh, chain of command, but they're loyal to two things. The Constitution and a president who backs them. They're not going to allow that to happen, no matter how much of a deal you try to work out with them, Biden. But President Donald J. Trump has been nominated for his fifth Ladies and gentlemen, Nobel Peace Prize. You want to know who he's up against? Black Lives Matter. A self-proclaimed Marxist group who's in, who is in, in charge of much more death and destruction than what happened at the Capitol building. They're nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. But guess who else is? Stacey Abrams. Ballot Harvest Queen Stacey Abrams has also been nominated 
for a Nobel Peace Prize. So you have America's president who led us into zero wars, got us out of wars, brought troops home, destroyed ISIS, and brought the Middle East together and made America the number one producer of energy in the world. You got him with his five, but you got Stacey Abrams and Black Lives Matter with their one. I'll bet you that the that the uh, the people in charge of giving that uh, prize out doesn't give it to the rightful owner of that prize. But it's okay, because we don't need a trophy to let us know who won. God chooses who really gets the honor. And we all know where that's going to go. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out JeremyHerald.com. You can watch these live videos and past videos right there on my website. You don't even have to be out here on Facebook doing it. You can watch, uh, listen to podcasts. You can watch, uh, listen to music of mine. And, um, and if anything ever happens, I know there's a lot, there's about 500 of you who are monthly subscribers right now. And, and a lot more who've done one-time donations that help really the studio, the website, the servers, the growth to the show, the traveling, all of that. Um, if anything ever happens, where that platform that you're paying through and that you're donating through uh, disappears and doesn't want to do it anymore, just go to always go to JeremyHerald.com for all the latest updates, and we'll stay together collectively, and we'll work this out, and we'll make it grow bigger and bigger, and I can't wait to run for office here in New Hampshire. With your help, ladies and gentlemen, the sky is the limit and further. Thank you very much. Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back and your chest out and your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight for Live at 5. Make sure you watch Jay Sekulow coming up in 19 minutes on the Jay Sekulow Facebook channel. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. God bless President Trump. And God bless the work that we have ahead of us. I hope you're in it with me. Check out JeremyHarrell.com now. Have a great day. See you later. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. No way. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.